Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Gulfport, Mississippi with my new friend Lisa Evans, the author of 100 Things to Do in Coastal Mississippi Before You Die by Reedy Press. Lisa relocated from New York about a decade ago and loves the warm weather and beautiful scenery of the Gulf Coast. In this episode, Lisa and I talk about exploring Coastal Mississippi's incredible attractions, including visiting Ship Island, exploring the Crawfish Festival, and gambling at the Coastal Casinos. You'll hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting the Gulf Coast, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Gulfport. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Right on. So today we're talking about Gulfport, Mississippi and the kind of like the greater coastal Mississippi area. Mississippi has a, like a, a warm place in my heart because that's where my mom is from. And I, I'm really looking forward to learning all about the coastal Mississippi and Gulfport. That's a beautiful area. You you won't be disappointed. So what's your connection to the area? It's kind of interesting because I'm a transplanted New Yorker. I was born, raised, and lived the majority of my life in central New York. But, you know, as I got older, I disliked the cold that is the weather up there. I've had family down in coastal Mississippi for many years and had visited. And the first time I visited, it was just, I, I fell in love with it. I mean, I came in February. So if you could imagine the weather in New York State in February versus a nice, warmer climate in the South. And I fell in love with it. And it took me 10 years, but I relocated about 10 years ago. And so I've been on the coast 10 years. You know, I, I came for the weather, but I'll tell you what, there's just so much, so much interesting stuff that is here on the coast that, you know, I, I learn more every day. That's so fantastic. I remember going there. I think what sometimes we fly into New Orleans, sometimes we fly into Biloxi, and we would then go to you know, where my, my mom's family was. But I remember sometimes we'd go down to the Gulf, and what always blew my mind is you could walk for like a great distance out into the water. One, it was always warm, which was fantastic. You versus like coming from California, like you don't go in the water in the wintertime because it's like 60 degrees. Uh, so the water was always warm. And because there's such a, like a, a small slope, I mean, you could walk out like a half mile, even at a young age, and the water will only be like up to your waist. Yeah, that's the water off of our coast. We have um, 62 miles of coastline and 26 miles of beach access. And basically, coastal Mississippi is from the border of Louisiana to the border of 
Alabama. So that's pretty much all of coastal Mississippi. The water in, we call it the Gulf of Mexico. It's technically the Mississippi Sound. It's an estuary. So it's very good breeding grounds for shrimp and all kinds of seafood. And then beyond that, beyond the barrier islands, which the barrier islands protect us a great deal from some of the Gulf's weather, not all the time, not 100% of the time, but you know, a great deal of the time. So beyond the barrier islands is actually the Gulf of Mexico. But, you know, that's why the water is so shallow in the Mississippi Sound. And, you know, at low tide, you can, you could walk right out on the sandbars and, you know, for yards and yards. It's it's really kind of cool. I, I've taken some pictures, you know, I've walked along the beach and walked out on the sandbars. And you're right, the water's very warm and the sunsets are fabulous. You know, it is, it's great being literally three minutes from the beach. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's like so many like fond memories of growing up there. Now, if you had to describe the the people or the area in just a couple words, how would you do that? Southern hospitality. I mean, it it is a thing. <laughs> it <laughs> it really is. I mean, I mean, I got my fair share of oh, you're not from around here or the the you know a Yankee kind of thing. But overall, it was very hospitable, very genuine. Generally, people, the majority of people, are always willing to help you, cook for you. Um, there's no going to a store and just saying hello, goodbye. It's you, you know, you chit chat. It is the way it is. They could know you. They don't have to know you. You know, you just chat. It's just a very friendly place. I get in trouble sometimes with my wife because, like, sometimes I'll, I'll go to take the trash cans out or something, and I'll be gone for like a forty-five minutes to an hour. <laughs> and she's like, "What were you doing? You were just taking the trash out." I'm like, "I don't know." Like, like two or three neighbors like walk by, and I started chatting with them, and I, I don't know what the, what would want you to do. You know. It is. It's like when when you're at a place and, you know, say you're with a group of people, it used to be you could just get up and say, okay, hi, I'm, you know, have a nice night. We're going. Well, not down here. You have to say your goodbyes and you have to do the hugs and and the goodbyes. So a goodbye generally takes 15, 20 minutes, sometimes half hour. So you have to plan for that. It just, it is what it is. Absolutely. You got to like set an alarm. If you need to leave at seven, (laughs) set your alarm for 630 to start your goodbyes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now you mentioned the, the weather a little bit ago. I know like when we were looking at those places to move from California, like I know that the weather here in the South obviously gets kind of warm and and sticky in the summer, but I also know that the winters are pretty mild. Like how's the weather there in the coastal Mississippi versus like, you know, here in Nashville? Well, I can tell you for the most part, I mean, we, we generally sometime in maybe January ish sometime, we might get three or four days where it gets what people consider cold. And that's like below say 40 degrees. This past winter was a little bit harsher. We, you know, there were several days where it was, you know, we actually got a frost, like an actual (laughs) below 32 degree frost, but that's not typical. Typical, it's generally eh, 40, 50 degrees, might be rainy, might be dreary, but it's, it's not necessarily cold. You do get, I'll be generous and say a week, say a week of cold. What I now as a (laughs) relocated Yankee (laughs) consider cold, which is anything below 50 degrees. So, you know, used to be that was a heat wave. Now it's like cold if it gets below 50 because I've acclimated (laughs) to the weather. But we don't get a lot of them. We really don't. I mean, most of the times the sun is still shining. It might be a little chilly, but the sun is still out. So that makes it better. Absolutely. Now, as far as if somebody's planning a trip down to coastal Mississippi, what time of year should they go as far as maybe the weather or festivals or like fairs or concerts that, that happen? I would say spring or fall. Obviously, winter is is fairly mild compared to other parts of the country. But, you know, we do still get some dreary and rainy and it, there's some cold days. Spring is generally absolutely beautiful. 
The weather is, is temperate, anywhere from 60 to 75. The sun's generally always out. Everything's green and blooming. It's absolutely beautiful. Summer is lovely if you like hot. Um, we are hot and humid. We are tropical. I mean, this past summer, you know, well, now, anywhere generally from, say, maybe mid-May to October is very, very warm, very like triple digit heat index, high humidity, lots of sun, and also a, a good share of rain. I mean, for the past week, it's kind of been the 30% chance of rain all the time. Uh, that's typical summer weather. You know, you get the sun, you might get a shower, then the sun comes out for four more hours and it gets to be 95 and then it might rain again. And then fall is absolutely beautiful. Spring and fall is actually when we have a lot of festivals. Uh, one of the biggest festivals is that we have here on the coast is called Cruise in the Coast. And it is literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of classic cars. Officially, it's like a week long, but generally the people are here for like two weeks. And I think last year for 2021, I believe they had something close to maybe goodness, almost 10,000 cars registered. It's huge. And, and the cars are just lovely. In the springtime, we have a lot of different things. We have the Crawfish Festival at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. And that's basically a music festival. They bring in a lot of um, big name music people. There's just all kinds of festivals. Usually every city on the coast has some type of festival in spring and fall. That sounds that sounds wonderful. I, I know that we'll link to some of the, the different visitors bureaus in the show notes, so that way people can look at the schedules and see what type of events and festivals are coming up. Cruising is usually cruising not is usually is always in October. It ends on Columbus Day, and then Crawfish Festival is usually in like mid-April. We have the Peter Anderson Festival in November. There's there's some that are always very standard weekends. So yeah, they could they could find links anywhere on the um, tourism website. Okay, that sounds good. Now, if we're going to come to the coastal area, do you recommend we fly into New Orleans or, or Biloxi or is there or Mobile? Is there another airport that we should fly into? Well, we have um, uh, Gulfport Biloxi. We do have an airport here in Gulfport Biloxi. It's it's a nice, it's easy to get in and out. It's a, Obviously, it's smaller than New Orleans or Mobile, but it's very convenient. I mean, from my house to the airport, I can be there in uh, less than 15 minutes. And, you know, so depending upon where you are on the coast, it's probably less than a half hour, 45 minutes to get to the airport. New Orleans, again, you're going to have more choices and probably eh, a few, a little bit less fare. But when you consider the drive, running a car from New Orleans or Mobile into the coastal Mississippi is the same price to fly here. So, you know, Gulfport is, and like I said, it's a very nice airport. It's small. It's easy to get in and out. Security's great. It's very convenient. No, absolutely. And especially when you factor in gas prices and everything like that, driving from one of those further airports. Well, I actually just wrote an article for, for NerdWallet that I think they syndicated out that talked about this thing called the Gator, which is, I guess, the, the a bunch of different locations along the, the coastal Louisiana and Mississippi and even Texas area where they said that the, that whole Gator area has some of the lowest gas prices in the nation. So it's a great destination for people to kind of cruise around and check out some of the local areas. We do. And we are a big drive-in market just because of our location. You know, we get a lot of drive-in traffic from Texas and Louisiana and then from Florida and Alabama over and even from north down, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky in the, in the Midwest. Um, so we, we are a big drive-in market, which is obviously our casinos. We're a big casino resort destination. We have 12 
I think it's 12. <laughs> it might even be more now. They're always trying to, to add more. You know, they do a lot of drive-in people, you know, bus tours, things like that. It is a big drive-in market, I will say. Sure, sure. The, speaking of driving, say if we find a really good fare and we're going to fly in there into the Biloxi and Gulfport Airport, from there, do we take a car to drive around and check out everything? Or is there public transportation or like Ubers? Like what's the best way to get around? Running a car is abs. I mean, if you want to visit the entire coast and each city along the coast has really cool, unique places to visit. So my suggestion would always be to get a car because that then you're, you don't have to rely on somebody else to get you where you want to go. I mean, we do have Ubers. I mean, if I'm going from my house to the airport and don't want to drive, I'll Uber. Uber is very big down here. We do have like a coastal bus service, but it's generally the Gulfport Biloxi area. So it doesn't go like coast to coast. I mean, they might have one that will go throughout the coast, but the best bet is truly to rent a car. If you, if you're here touring and you want to see different things, renting a car is best. Okay. That sounds good. Now, one of the things that sometimes when we rent a car, when we're traveling around is parking can be sometimes a challenge. Is it easy to find parking in all the different cities or how does that work? Generally, yes. I mean, obviously during fest, like during cruising the coast, yeah, you, traffic is going to be a bear. There's no way around that. Uh, but most places have parking that is accessible generally in a, either a garage or off street parking. Um, we have the baseball stadium in downtown Biloxi, Shucker Stadium. Actually, it's called MGM Stadium, but the Biloxi Shuckers play there. And they have off-site parking. They have a parking lot. There's, you know, so it depends upon what's going on. But generally speaking, parking is not horrendous. Okay, that sounds good. Now, obviously, we're talking a little bit about Gulfport, but we're also talking about some of the other cities. Now, as far as where people should stay and book a hotel, do you have any recommendations as far as like some like unique or like boutique type of properties that are aren't like the you know kind of the cookie cutters that <laughs> sometimes we we don't know what city we're in when we're inside the hotel. Well, again, it all depends upon your taste. Each of our casinos has, a not well, I, not everyone. I think there's two that don't have hotels, but the ones that don't have hotels have an RV park. So if you have an RV and you want to stay there, you can still do it. So we, of course, have the luxurious casino resorts. We also have some historic hotels. One that comes to mind is called Centennial Plaza. You know, it's a, it's a resort. It has two hotels. It has a place for the kids. It has this beautiful dancing fountain. We have plenty of boutique hotels, Bay St. Louis, you know, you can get B&Bs, you can get boutique hotels. We pretty much have everything for, you know, we have unique, just depends on your taste, quite honestly. Obviously, if you're looking for luxury, you're going to want to go to one of the casinos, I would think, because that's an all-in-one resort. Centennial Plaza is great for families. It just is that route. One of the other places that I looked up seemed really beautiful was like the Beau Rivage. Can you tell us a little bit about that property? It is. It's an MGM property and it has, oh my goodness, it's a beautiful view of the water. There's gaming, there's spas, pool, everything. It's very nice. It's very classy. Nice, nice. I can put my wife in the in the spa. The kids can go play around in the pool and I'll go gamble a little bit. There you go. Sounds like a perfect <laughs> spot. Now let's talk about some of the other attractions and, and things to do while we're there kind of visiting Gulfport and the, and the Gulf Coast. Okay. Well, we do have a lot of a lot of outdoor activities. One of my favorites is Ship Island Excursion. Ship Island is one of our barrier islands. So you take a ferry out of Gulfport and they take you over to Ship Island, spend the day, absolutely beautiful, beautiful beaches, 
So Fort Massachusetts is located on Ship Island, and it has a very large history. It's very interesting. They offer guided tours. It is also part of the Gulf Islands National Seashore. So the tour guides are very knowledgeable, and it's really it's really kind of cool. Last time I was out there, I did the tour and found there's a ghost crab, which is literally a white crab. And it's, all you know, skitters about. So it's really kind of cool. Fort Massachusetts, do it tour. You could probably do it in 20 minutes. And then you can spend the rest of the day on the beach. And the beach is absolutely wonderful. There's a lot of shorebirds. It's just beautiful sights. The water's warm. You can swim. When I was out there, there was all kinds of crabs and blue crabs and the sharks and the the manta rays. They're so graceful. Or the stingrays. You know, they're just really cool. So that's a very great way to spend a day. Another of my favorites is Pascagoula River Audubon Center, and that's over in Moss Point, and that is located on the Pascagoula River, which is the longest free-flowing river in the lower 48. You can go kayaking, just a lot of birding, just a lot of nature. We also have the Mississippi Aquarium. So obviously, due to our locale, we are big into marine life. You know, we we do a lot of research and rescue and things of that of, of marine life. So the Mississippi Aquarium is one of our newer attractions, and that's literally right in Gulfport. It's really a nice place to go. It's not a huge aquarium, but it's great for Gulfport. And it's, you know, I became a member. Obviously, that's a great way to do it because you can go whenever you want. Any guests you take, they get discounts. So it's a really great thing as a local. And you know what? If I have a couple hours that, you know, I just want to chill out, I go and watch the fish. It's really great. They Right now they have a dinosaur exhibit. They have different special exhibits. They have educational things. They do a lot of rescue. So that's a really nice way to spend a few hours of a day. So, of course, we have lots of shopping. You know, there's tons of sh- places to shop depending upon what you're into. Museums, believe it or not, we have a lot of museums. We have a couple local based upon local. They were native residents. One is called the Walter Anderson Museum of Art. And if there's any art collectors out there, Walter Anderson, they would know who he is. He was kind of a little recluse, but he was brilliant. I mean, his paintings are just wonderful. And he obviously was a native. There was also a potter named George Orr. So we have a museum, the George Orr, the Oro O'Keefe Museum. And that is pottery. They have a pottery studio that locals can go to. And it's just um, a nice place to learn. They have classes that you can take. and Or if you're a local artist and you need a studio because you don't have your own, you can go there. So that's really a nice place. Let me think what else. Ocean Springs and Bay St. Louis are two. They're on opposite sides of the coast, but they're really artsy communities. Very, a lot of shops, very artsy, different music and, and painting and sculpture and pottery. And it's, you know, a lot of neat, really unique shops. Oh, that's really cool. It sounds like a really great place to take a family because like the kids will really enjoy all the different outdoor activities and running around and burning off some of the energy, you know, so that's, that's always uh, something I'm always looking forward because if I take the kids to some place where they have to sit still for too long, it, their energy levels are just too much, you know? <laughs> it's gotten much better in the last, I would say, 10, 12 years in that there's a lot more family-friendly activities. So that's that's a good thing. There's a go-kart place recently. We have a place called Big Play, which has pretty much everything for kids. And, and you know, you can take fishing charters. One of the things I went on recently, it's uh, the Biloxi Shrimping trip. And basically you go out on a shrimper into the the sound and they show you and they teach you what it's like to be 
a fisherman, which is a very difficult, it's, you know, those folks are very hardworking. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen some of those shows on the history channel and anybody on the boat, man, they are working nonstop. That's for sure. Now, speaking of shrimp and, you know, some of the other things we've, we mentioned, I, I know that the, the food in that area is just fantastic. You got all the fresh seafood, you know, all the other kind of like local flavors and everything like that. Like what are some of your favorites uh, places that we should hit while we're there? I have to say um, Half Shell Oyster House it has great seafood. You know, you can go casual, you can go dressed up. It's, you know, you can go in shorts, you can go in a ball gown. That's a really great place. to. We have tons of seafood places. I mean, there's there's really a lot of them. But I will say Half Shell is, I like that. We have Felix's, we have McElroy's, we have a whole lot of seafood places. If you want barbecue, because that's another Southern, another Southern thing is Southern barbecue. So we have some really good barbecue places. There's Murky Waters, there's Fat Bottom Barbecue, which is literally right on the beach. You have a beautiful view, as does the Reef, which is a seafood restaurant, but it also has other options as well. If you're looking to have steak, you can go over into Hancock County, which is north of Bay St. Louis, and go to Jordan River Steamers. And of course, all the casinos have their anchor restaurants. We've got a Bubba Gump's, we've got a Morton's, you know, we've got a Saltgrass. So, you know, all the casinos are, are affiliated have you know, their standard high-end dining. If you want Italian, we've got Salute Italian restaurant in Gulfport. There is a lot of, and what I call, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but what I call the touristy foods, the places along the beach where you can get anything. You can, you know, you can just get munchies if you want. You can get a full dinner. And we have a lot of them. There's Shaggy's has three places along the beach and you can't beat the views. Again, you're looking right out at the water. Lucy's is here. We've got a, just a lot of beachfront places. So again, it's all in what your whatever your mood is, you can get one. If you want pizza, we got pizza. If you want seafood, we got that. You know, barbecue, pretty much anything you want, we got for you. Nice. Well, what about obviously we're gonna be out and about all day, you know, running around, checking out all the different coastal cities. Where would we go if we want a really good breakfast? I always kind of refer to the casinos. Most of the casinos have breakfast buffets. Actually, if you're in Bay St. Louis, you're going to want to go to Mockingbird Cafe. That's a really, you can get really great coffee. There's Cat Island Coffee House, um, which is also part of a bookstore. So you can grab a book, you can grab a cup of coffee, you can relax, you can look at the water. It's absolutely beautiful. So those are the ones that come to my mind right off the top of my head. Right on. Well, what about if uh, you say it's like mid-afternoon, the kids are, you know, a little hungry for a snack, but they, you know, they kind of want something like, you know, to cool off because it's like that warm summer heat. They want like a ice cream or some other kind of treat. Where would we go for that? If, you know, if you have little kids and they want a little snack, I would say Margaritaville is a very nice place to go. It, it has a lot of kid-friendly things and they have a place called Sweet Shack inside of Margaritaville. And that's down in Biloxi. Cheeky Monkey, you can get some cakes. Uh, that's in Biloxi as well. French Kiss Pastries, if you're into, that's over in Ocean Springs. But, you know, you can get little little bites. And and I will say, um, back to the breakfast thing, and I apologize, it's just it's silly me, but they it's not just breakfast, it's any day. It's called Tato Nut. And they have the best donuts. And I, I'm not kidding you, they're it's a family-run business, and it's like a family recipe. And I think there's literally probably three people in the family that know the recipe, but the donuts are to die for. They're just absolutely wonderful. Oh, nice. Yeah, my kids will be all excited about the donuts for sure. 
<laughs> Lisa, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Gulfport and the coastal Mississippi. I've been going there my entire life and I didn't know about all these. So I'm definitely excited about going on our next trip, but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited coastal Mississippi, where should they go and what should they eat? I have to say seafood. That's a given. Biloxi was once the seafood capital of the, of the world. So again, I would, I would lean toward half shell oyster house. Right on. Now, should they order oysters there or is there like a certain dish that you really like? Yes, oysters is is a given. I can't tell you how many bags of oysters they go through. And the really cool thing about Half Shell is you can literally sit and watch the shuckers shuck the oysters. It's really interesting. And it's great to talk to them because they're real casual, but you get a great appreciation for their trade, I can tell you, because with the knives they use and how they shuck them, it's wonderful. I generally get shrimps. Uh, Royal Red Shrimp is a shrimp that is only in the, available in the Gulf, and it is huge, and it's so sweet. And ta- oh, royal reds are the way to go if you're into shrimp. I will say, and oysters, obviously. Yeah, there you go. That's a good combination. Now, obviously, you lived there for about a decade. I'm sure you've had plenty of opportunities to have some like great memories. What's one of your most memorable stories? I think probably the the thing that sticks out in my head, and again, remembering I'm from central New York. So when I moved down here, you know, it's all water and it's just absolutely beautiful. Shrimping season generally opens somewhere in the vicinity of the early part of June, depending upon the weather we've had and all of how the shrimp are growing and, and all of that. The first day of shrimping season, and you know, you will pretty much all know it, the first day that they let them, when you drive along Highway 90, which is our main drag along the coast, it's called Highway 90, and you literally see the horizon and the Mississippi Sound dotted with all of these shrimpers, it's just a really great sight. And if you are an early uh, riser and you go down and you watch them, you see, just see the lights because obviously it, the day starts at midnight so they can go shrimping, you know, in the night. And as the sun rises and you see all the shrimpers with their lights, it's just, it's really a neat sight. And of course the sun rises and the sunsets are beyond measure. I mean, the colors, it's just, that is well worth getting up in the morning to go down and sit on the water and watch the sun sunrise or taking a walk in the evening and watching the sunsets. They're just, it's just beautiful. It sounds like a, like just like an awesome painting that you'd have on the wall, just like the way it looks. And I have done that. I actually have taken a lot of pictures and that was a gift that I had sent out to a friend of mine, the coastal, the colors, just the pastel colors. Some days it's pastel, some days it's bright orange and bright red. It's just, absolutely never know. It's just beautiful. That's awesome. Now, speaking of good times and and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in coastal Mississippi? You know what? I would really recommend Ground Zero. Ground Zero Blues Club is recently opened here. I want to say February it opened, but it's the second location. The first is in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and um, that was started and owned by Morgan Freeman. And this is kind of a shoot off of it. And it's a great place to go. It's casual. The food is really good. You have live music on most days. And when they don't have live music, they have all these stereo. It's just a really cool place to just go and have a drink. It's a really neat place. And that's in downtown Biloxi. Awesome. Yeah. Like Morgan Freeman is one of my favorite actors. Like it's, he's just like one of the coolest guys. So (laughs) yeah, it's, but yeah, ground zero is really a cool place to go. Right on. So one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Gulfport or the coastal Mississippi? Pop's Pizzeria on Cedar Lake Road in Biloxi. 
And again, I'm, I'm going to go back to my, my central New York roots. Of course, if anybody's traveled to the Northeast, they know that Northeast pizza is Northeast pizza. It took me a very long time moving <laughs> to the coast to find one, uh, to find a pizza that I actually enjoyed and, and was good. And Pop's Pizzeria is definitely that place. That's fantastic. Now, obviously, you write about travel. You've been, you know, we were talking before we started recording about all the different like press trips you've gone on and all different places you've explored. So, with all that travel, you must have some some great tips. Like, what's one of your best travel tips? <laughs> and, and I'm gonna obviously promote our coast because that's what I'm here to do. I would say visit us. Mississippi sometimes gets a really bad rap just because, and I would have to tell people, don't let that deter you from coming and visiting us. Bring the kids, bring just your significant other, just come as a girl's trip or a guy's trip, whatever. We have something for everybody and it truly is a great place to visit and come with friends, come come for a long weekend and see what it is. And then I would almost willing to bet that you'd say, you know what, I want to bring my family next time because it, there's just so much. If you, you get beyond the stereotypical political all that other nonsense and just visit us outdoors beautiful area friendly people affordable great places to stay it, it really has everything you need for sure like we were talking about before that you know, sometimes you know you're gonna fly into new orleans or, or something like that and maybe instead of spending the entire time there like take a couple days and, and just go out and explore the coastal mississippi what you probably figure out is that it's cheaper and possibly even more fun by sitting at some of those locations, like some of those uh, some of those bars, some of those casinos, than it is uh, you know, hanging out in New Orleans the, the entire time. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I love New Orleans. I love to visit New Orleans, but I, I do it in reverse. I'm, I'm here and I take the trip to New Orleans. And, and I would, obviously, that would be a tip I would give to people too. You know, fly into Gulfport. You know, you might pay a few dollars more, but again, when you figure in gas and renting a car and then stay here, we're more affordable than our neighboring big cities. But you can still, within an hour, you can be in Mobile and an hour and 15, you can be in New Orleans. So you can still visit those places, but you can stay here for the bulk of it and just experience what we have. And I, and I really think that you will find that to your liking because we pretty much have everything and, and it's casual, it's more affordable. It's it's just a really great place. For sure. And I'm all, I'm all about like trying to stretch your dollars for as, as much value as you can. So that's a great tip. Lisa, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Uh, well, again, I am a freelance travel journalist as well as a photographer, and now I can add author to that. I do have a book coming out on September the 15th entitled 100 Things to Do in Coastal Mississippi Before You Die. I'm looking forward to that, and I hope that people will come to love Coastal Mississippi as much as I do. I really enjoy the outdoors and nature and, you know, a lot of my writing shows that history is another thing. I'm, I'm a big history buff, so I enjoy going places with history and just every place has a story to tell. And so when I travel, I try and, you know, I obviously I want to absorb the area, but I also want to dig into what is it that would interest me. And that's outdoors and history and and just that kind of thing. So. If people want to know more about Coastal Mississippi, again, after September 15th, you can buy my book and it'll showcase a lot of the places that I've talked about as well as plenty more. So come visit us. Well, of course, definitely. <laughs> now, one of the things we'll, we'll do in the show notes, we'll include links to your book, we'll include links to your site and everything else. But if somebody wants to reach you to talk about your book or Coastal Mississippi or some of the other places that you visited and, and written about, what's the best way to reach you on social media? 
my social media handles, I actually have one that is called at my gypsy travel. And that covers all the different places that I, I have seen and gone to and write about. Is that on Twitter or Instagram? It is on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, actually, at my gypsy travel. And then for specifically coastal Mississippi, you can find me at, at 100 Things Coastal MS. And that, again, is Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Well, fantastic. Well, like I said, we'll include links to all those in the show notes. And Lisa, it's been a pleasure talking to you and learning all about coastal Mississippi. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Well, I thank you very much for having me. And please come visit us. We'll welcome you with open arms. What an awesome conversation with Lisa. I love how warm the water is in the Gulf of Mexico, and I can't wait to go swimming there with my family when we visit. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Gulfport. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time for a special episode as we speak with Mira Timken about the Alabama Civil Rights Trail. In this episode, Mira and I talk about walking on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, hearing stories from experience givers, and visiting the 16th Avenue Baptist Church. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our coming destinations. Mm-hmm.